Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, yes, yes. Surprise. Surprise, everybody. 95.7. The game. Pregame show. Alan South filling in once again for Stephen Langford. I know yesterday I said that that was going to be my last day for the week, but if these past couple years have taught us anything. Life is fluid. And Steven is going to be filling in for Joe Shasky, the Butcher Boy. So your boy got called back up. Sam, good to be with you again. Didn't expect this to happen. But, you know, just like they say, you got to be prepared for anything. Hello. Yeah, you know, so, life comes at your house. Got to be ready for exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. You got to be ready for it. And I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. It's Friday. We're having a good time already. We've been talking. The pre-show has been electric. We, we, don't, we don't care how we got here. All that matters is that we're here now. And the Warriors look to also have arrived and be back here now. 132-95 to 95 was the final against the Trailblazers. I don't know if they're necessarily G League level. But either way, who cares? Who cares? You need the Warriors to get out on the right foot. You need everybody to start feeling good about themselves. And that's exactly what you had here in this situation. And Anthony Simons, they they got some nice pieces. They're going to be okay. Damian Lillard, we spent a lot of time this week talking about Damian Lillard. I I don't think that this is the team that he believes is going to bring a championship to the Portland Trailblazers. But either way, the Warriors... They beat an NBA team. They beat an NBA team, and they did it in a way that I'm sure made Steve Kerr very, very happy. You have Andrew Wiggins with 10 points, GP2 with 10 points, Kevon Looney with 10 points, Klay Thompson with 18, Steph Curry with 18, Jordan Poole with 15, Kaminga with 17, Otto Porter Jr. with 10. That is some extremely balanced scoring extremely balanced and you're not going to have days like this all the time right it's just like in baseball you this is the basically going five for six four for five with a home run maybe two two doubles stealing a bag they just they just all had a great game and look say what you want about the trailblazers but 
early on, they were not going to roll over. They were not going to roll over. Like I said, Anthony Simons, 24 points. This kid's going to be a stud. I I do believe that he does have what it takes to be above average in the league. We don't know how good he'll be per se. Justice Winslow, 14 points. Josh Hart, 12 points. Brandon Williams, 12 points. But ultimately, the Warriors had no business losing this game. Steve Kerr was going to make sure they didn't lose this game. And guess what? They didn't lose the game. They didn't lose the game. Sam, how did it feel for you to be you know, back into the realm of the NBA, watching Warriors basketball. I know it wasn't a huge break, but like we said, these last couple days, we had to come up with some topics here, and I was very uh, proud of what we were able to do and and how we spoke about sports when there was nothing really to speak about. But Warriors are back. How did it feel to watch your boys back on back on TV? Yeah, it was a fun game last night. You know, the, the Blazers came out, they kind of punched the Warriors in the mouth in that first quarter, and they adjusted, and then it was just like, all right, cool, it's a, it's a Warrior game. And really, like, it was really just, it was an all-around effort last night. So, yeah, it was it was fun, it was great having them back, and, you know, let's let's see that performance every night the rest of the year. Exactly, and and not to disrespect the Trailblazers, but it's a bit of a it's a nice warm-up. It's a nice warm-up for the Dubs to, to move back into playing form, if you will. And and basically what they did is they 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 turned the faucet off. So the Trailblazers, they got hot early. The the Dame Timeless Blazers, no Damian Lillard out there. They got out hot. They're young. They they want to run. They think they have a shot. And the Warriors, just like they always do, the Warriors, the way they play, it's a lot like a, a boxer, I feel like. It's a lot like you know, they'll let the other team take their shots and think that they're on the right track and they've figured them out. And ultimately, the Warriors just say, huh, you can do whatever you want, but ultimately we're going to figure out what you do best and we're going to stop you from doing what you do best. Steve Kerr, he, he gets a lot of flack from Dub Nation. I think that's the only place he gets flack from. I think that, I think that he believes that this team and what he's doing uh, – they can figure it out enough to be back in that championship caliber and possibly bring another ring back to the Warriors. And I think that we all do believe that too. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let us know if you don't believe it. Let us know if you text, call. Let us know if you're not impressed. We got to look at the rest of this schedule here, you know, and, and what the Warriors have to come. We, we know. We know we've talked about the Mavericks, the Warriors playing the Mavericks at home. We've talked about them going on the road against the Timberwolves, then going on the road against the Mavericks, then on the road against the Lakers, then on the road against the Nuggets, and then at home against the Clippers, who, say what you want about the Clippers, you know, I, I was listening to, uh, you know, some of the talking heads talk yesterday, and, and they mentioned, look, Clippers could get Paul George back, Clippers could get Kawhi back, and even if you're not necessarily sitting here and saying, oh, uh, the Clippers they could bring home the ring too. Even if you're not saying that, it's still another team that the Warriors can't count out as far as an easy team to go against, an easy team to to count out. And that's what we were speaking as far as the Western Conference. There's just not a lot of that period. There's just not a lot of that period. So now I'm, I'm like, look, earlier in the week, whether it was on this show, whether it was on, you know, uh, when I when I filled in later in the morning as well, Am I no longer the pessimistic Warriors fan? That's really the question. I mean, based on what you saw yesterday, 
Maybe maybe for a little bit I'm not. But as Sam said, let, let, let's not move too quick here. But again, if you come out and you lose to the Blazers fresh off of the All-Star break, that would be a terrible look. So I'm not going to sit here and, and undercut what the Warriors did. We understand that the Trail Blazers are pretty darn close to tank mode, if not already there. But you still have to believe that the Warriors came out in a way they believe that they can get this part of the season because everybody says, okay, after the All-Star break, that's not another half of the season. This season is moving closer to being over, but that's even better. That's even better. Start rolling in the right direction. You eventually get Draymond back. You eventually get everybody on the same page. Start that transition. Get that cohesiveness at a time where you really, really need it. 888-957-957 is the number. Let's hear from Steve Kerr on you know shaking the rust off, getting back out there, and, and the Warriors doing what they need to do and what was expected of them coming out of the break and ensuring that they didn't let any of the issues that they had had earlier in the season or in the first half of the season dictate and, and affect how they're behaving right now. Just liked our energy. I liked the ball movement. And uh, after that first quarter, I thought our defense was, was connected and uh, just a good all around effort. Um, Portland's been playing well. They, they came out hot and they had won four in a row against some good teams. So it's a really good win for us. Yeah. I look, there are no, they, they are kind of slouches, but they're a, they're a spicy slouch. They're not going to sit there and just, nobody's going to sit there and necessarily roll over as soon as you play them, especially at home. The four one five is chiming in. If redraft Kaminga would go one obvious athleticism, great footwork and improving three. You're looking at Kaminga now, and you're wondering what was what was the holdup, right? What what was the issue for some of these other teams? Because now we're hearing that he they always believed, all the scouts believed he had the highest upside. And if I've known the NBA or really any pro sport draft to be true, they typically do take the person with the highest ceiling. So how he ended up with the Warriors. Who knows, but we can all just be extremely grateful for that because he is somebody that you really can look at and think, okay, the Warriors got a guy, and we're going to get into it again because it was a hot topic, and you know I love to stay on the hot topic, especially on a Friday. We can make it a spicy Friday looking at the future of the Warriors, and the report came out about Jordan Poole probably possibly signing four years, $80 million over the break, which means... Andrew Wiggins is probably not going to be wearing a uniform, a warrior uniform next season. So this all goes to the conversation of the future. And I know we want to enjoy what the Warriors are doing right now, but it's hard not to look forward because guess who else probably saw this report? Andrew Wiggins. Everybody did. This is the world we're living in now. We talked about this during the week too. Social media, this is, it's a new day. The connection you have to these players, it's a new day. What the players are able to do while playing their sport is a new day. This is, this is very unique. And when you talk about what happened with Harrison Barnes, super throwback, Sam and I were talking, and around this same time, all those years ago, there were reports about 
the Warriors getting Kevin Durant. And although it may have sounded crazy at that time, what do you know? Kevin Durant ends up on the Warriors. And the word is, I guess we, what we can think about, no excuse from Harrison Barnes, but maybe he did hear a little bit about that when those reports came out. And maybe he did start to look over his shoulder a little bit. Could it be the same with Andrew Wiggins? I think what we love about Andrew Wiggins is he's very even keel. He he goes about his business. He grabs his lunch pail every morning and just does what he needs to do. But we're also human. And you see a report like that and you start doing the numbers and maybe your your agent texts you and this, that, and the third. And maybe it does affect you a little bit. Who knows? Who Hang knows? What? Well, it didn't affect anybody last night. They looked cohesive after the beginning. They looked cohesive. They looked refreshed. And they looked ready to go against a team who, whatever we're going to do with the Trailblazers, that's not who the Warriors are going to have to to beat, you know, to, to get where they need to be. To get where they need to be, it's one of the teams. But you really want to see what they do against the Mavericks at home. It's a 4:30 game. You 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 come out against the Blazers and you make sure that you make a bit of a statement, but nobody necessarily stood out, which is a good thing. But you know, it would be nice to see Steph or Clay crack the, crack the 20 as well. And like we've always said, everything is relative. I am not coming down on the Warriors at all. All we're saying is Luka and the boys, they've been hot as well, and they're not really here to mess around just like the rest of the team in the Western Conference. And even after they play the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, uh, Timberwolves are a playoff team. No, I know it doesn't sound like it. I know, you know, I, I I do this all the time. I get stuck in the realm of what these teams were, and you and really you just realize how many teams do get into the playoffs. But the Warriors, they're not going to have any cakewalks. So you go Mavericks, Timberwolves, Mavericks again, then the Lakers, then the Nuggets who have Jokic, the MVP, and then the Clippers. So the, just like just like me and Sam said, you're up at five in the morning, four in the morning. There's no rest for the weary. When we come back, we're going to talk about no rest for the weary. We're going to talk about the Warriors and what they have to do to possibly sneak up on the Suns. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, they said I was a dreaming man, but maybe first place isn't too far gone. We'll talk about that when we come back, and we'll talk about Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Who would you keep? Let's get back into that. Pre-game show, Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. We'll be right back. Back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Alan Styles, 95.7 The Game, the pregame show. Filling in for Stephen Langford. And I know if you're just tuning in and you listened to me yesterday, I know I said I wouldn't be here. But like I said before, if these last couple years have taught us anything, you got to be dynamic. You got to be fluid. You got to be flexible. You never know what's going to happen. And, you know, I say that and I've gotten on this show when we were talking about baseball or whether you've heard me on this show or other shows, Sam Lubman on the boards, by the way, I've talked about my my playing days, right, playing baseball. But I'll tell you what, Sam, I might be the most non-flexible person in the world. And I'm not I'm not tall or anything like that. I'm just like 
a meatball in that way. I, I, I don't know. I try, I've tried to do yoga. It hasn't really worked for me. It does make me feel more chill, but where are you at on the flexibility scale? I mean, it, at, at the risk of engaging in probably the worst contest ever, I feel like I could give you a run for your money in the how unflexible is can a human being be contest here. Well, I, I'm glad we can we can share that together. Yeah, but you're right. Probably not the uh, premium content that that viewers these days are typically used to. But I'll tell you what the premium content is that viewers want to see, and that's exactly what we saw from the Warriors last night: beating the Trailblazers, destroying the Trailblazers. Really, one thirty-two to ninety-five. And it's just so funny if you ever turn your head away from a Warriors game for more than ten minutes, you just never know what's going to happen. Right. It, it can it can fluctuate in so many different ways. Majority of the time it's in a positive way. Right. Majority of the time it is. But uh, and that's exactly what it was last night. That's exactly what it was last night for the Warriors. Again, Andrew Wiggins, 10 points. GP2, 10 points. Kevon Looney, 10 points. Clay Thompson, 18. Steph Curry, 18. Jordan Poole, 15. Kaminga, 17. Otto Porter Jr., 10. That is just. That's just beautiful to look at. That's just beautiful to look at. And you know that Steve Kerr felt the same exact way. I mean, you have a plus 19 from Steph, a plus 33 from Jordan Poole, a plus 24 from Jonathan Kaminga. And um, I might have forgot this guy, and he gets a lot of flack too, a plus 36 for Damian Lee. And we've been on record being tough on Damian Lee. But I'll tell you what, I think – he gets more flack than he actually should. I think that he he does what is asked of him. And like I've said before, the problem with Damian Lee is that he does one good thing and then two bad things that are really, really annoying. Like he'll make a three and then foul someone with .3 left on the shot clock. That 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 is That's the issue that people have with Damian Lee. But nobody had any issues last night. Everybody showed up. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. And that's exactly what Dub Nation wanted to see. That's exactly what Steve Kerr wanted to see. That's what everybody wanted to see. And also, I'm very happy with what we saw from Clay. I think he definitely looked fresh. He was chucking up some threes from a little bit further than we've seen him. And, you know, Brian made us ask the question, uh, or made us answer the question, who needed this break more, Steph or Clay? And the easy answer is Steph because he's been carrying this team for so long with Clay out. But Clay really got thrown into there. And let's not forget when Clay got thrown into this mix. It was a gauntlet. They went out and, you know, they played the Bucks and they had to go on the road and play some really tough teams. And Clay just got thrown right into the pool. So I do think the movement that has taken I do the NBA think by that Steph needed this uh th- this break more but let's not sleep on Clay Thompson and how much he probably needed this break as well. Another thing that was very surprising to see the Warriors and and maybe another testament to uh, their freshness or maybe the lack of size for the Trailblazers. You know, uh they won the rebounding battle 46 to 31. And I don't think I would I believe I would ever see something like that. So uh, good to see from the Warriors. We don't necessarily care who it's against. You just want to see them perform because if they didn't come out and perform like that, we'd have an issue. You know the number, and if you don't, 888-957-9570, 510 chiming in. Nice win and great boost coming out of the break. Let's just use this as momentum for a run into the postseason. That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. Let's just ride it. Okay, Luca, we don't got nothing for you. Cat uh, wants to be the biggest big man shooter of all time. We don't got nothing for you either. Luca, again, we don't have nothing for you. And you know, LeBron, we don't really have anything for you, LeBron. Westbrook, AD clearly won't be playing. But what's new? I, I see four possible premium wins. And oh, by the way, you got the Nuggets and the Clippers. So you're looking at the next six games you go four and two, you're happy, but you look at it and you sit there and think, maybe you can, maybe you can go five and one here. And what I'm going to do when we come out of this next break, I'm going to look up the Suns, the Suns schedule and see if we see, you know, a- any tough, tough spots that they might have to go through with CP3 out. And like I teased earlier, maybe they're not done. Maybe the Warriors are not done. Who's to say that this thing is completely over we've seen crazier things happen especially in the bay area we've definitely seen that that's steph to jordan pool play where steph throws it down the court and jordan pool chucks up that three and it goes in that's poetry to me and what i saw when i watched that was exactly what the front office believed they're going to see moving forward you think about you think about what the future could hold for the Warriors and you look at Jordan Poole and we talked yesterday about what is Jordan Poole's ceiling. I truly don't know. Sam is on record saying it was an elite two, right? Now that begs the question, okay, at the end of this four-year contract, assuming that the Warriors, assuming that Jordan Poole has continued to make these steps, that makes Steph 37 Who is the Batman if Jordan Poole is Robin? Is it Kaminga? Is it somebody that the Warriors haven't drafted yet? And this started a bit of a a back and forth on the text line as far as who do you keep? Who would you rather keep, Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins? Because you can make the argument, as much as I love Jordan Poole and I love his swagger, and to be honest, I might disagree with Sam a little bit. I think that Jordan Poole might be a 1B somewhere, possibly a 1A. Who knows? I know his defense has to get better. I know he has to keep improving, but the kid is 22. He's 22. But when you look at this Warriors team and what the the goal is to win championships, is Jordan Poole's offensive punch better than what Andrew Wiggins gives you, specifically when Klay Thompson is still coming back from injury? And, and what Andrew Wiggins can do, uh, alleviate some of that pressure off of Clay to guard the best player? Do you really let that walk for Jordan Poole? I don't know. I don't know. And it seems like the Warriors may have made up their mind. Again, it's just a report. And again, this report came out during the time when nothing else was going on. We're sitting here earlier in the week talking about handshakes and and a bunch of random random stuff, fights and in in college games because we ain't got nothing to talk about. But NBA is back now, so we have plenty to talk about. And and for this story to come out at this time, the Warriors being a veteran group, we know that's much better. You're not dealing with the Pelicans or any of the drama over there. Now you got Zion uh, taking, you know. Posting on his story, uh, his teammates trying to prove he's not a bad teammate. Zion, nobody believes you, by the way. Nobody believes you. 
okay? You know when somebody makes you say something? You know when you're mean to your sibling and your parents make you say sorry? That, that's Zion right there. His, his people in his camp said, go ahead, post something and make everybody believe that you want to be a Pelican, even though nobody believes you. So Say, say I'm uh, sorry, sir. Exactly. That's exactly how that felt. But Zion, do what you need to do. Still a young buck. We want him to get healthy. He's still electric when we watch him, too. So Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, that's the question. And you could even start to talk about, I know, I think he's probably safe. But as much as GP2 has improved and how he's continued to improve, there's going to be other suitors, you think. You think that there are going to be other other suitors as well. 408 chiming in, that was Warriors ball last night, putting on a clinic and dominating. You are right. You are right, 408. That is exactly the, the balance that you need to see when you look at, you know, uh, any, any of these balancing acts, if, if they were in the, the, the circus or whatever the case may be, that's exactly what you want to see from the Warriors. And look, we all love when Steph goes crazy. We all love when Steph goes in fuego. You know, you know Sam and I talked about that's what they're eventually going to need from Steph in order to, to finish this thing, but to have a day where everybody contributes on that level, that's beautiful to watch too. That's, be- that's beautiful to watch too. We got a hot take coming in. 5-1-0, Jordan Poole and Moses Moody for Chris, Chris Duarte. I mean, Spicy Friday, 5-1-0. Spicy Friday, I hear you. Look, if you've been to Taco Bell, they got mild, they got spicy, and they got fire. That is borderline fire right there. That is borderline fire, but I I don't know who says no in that situation. I don't know if you've seen enough from Moody uh, uh, to to no. to be able to pull that trade off. But good on you, five one zero spicy Friday. Allen Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, who's now filling in for Joe Shasky. They just got Stephen everywhere. You know, talk about being dynamic. Talk about being flexible. It's a beautiful thing to watch. For it the is record, a beautiful thing to watch. Sorry, for for the record, I w- I would say a hearty no to that trade. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen you've seen some flashes from Pool and Moody, and Chris Duarte is very good. Uh, I, I don't know if if that goes down. And clearly, based on this report, the Warriors think the world of Jordan Pool, and I you, you do see flashes. So again, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. What is Jordan Pool's ceiling? What's his ceiling to you? Right? Do you think he could be one A? Do you think? He could be those games where Curry doesn't play. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson doesn't play. This is really the, the Jordan Poole show. Based on what you've seen on that, and again, he's 22, which just seems like so long ago, for, for, for me at least. But he's 22. What do you think his ceiling is? And do you think the Warriors are signing him four years, 80 million, hoping that at this time, in four years, Jordan Poole will be the guy. Jordan Poole will be the 1A. Jordan Poole will be the, I don't know, I mean, nobody's going to be Curry, but their version of the Curry. All right? We got a 3-2-3 three, two, three chiming in. Curry, not only the goat shooter, but supreme passer. We got to stop sleeping on Curry's passing. 
We got to stop sleeping on it. And everybody continues to sleep on Steph. You, we, people in the national panel, I've actually heard say that Steph is not a – they do the whole he's not a point guard thing. He's just a shooting guard in the, in the, in the point guard position. What? Can we stop with that? Tell me you don't watch Warriors basketball without telling me you don't watch crazy. Warriors basketball. It is crazy to me. And don't get me started. I do believe Steph's handles are underrated as well. Everybody loves Kyrie. You know, uh, he the way he wears his jersey. He looks like a street baller. He's crossing you up. It reminds you of and one. All of those good things. And I get it. But let, let, let's not pretend like Steph is so far off from Kyrie as far as the handles are concerned. All right? I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that as well. 5-1-0, Steven from Hercules chiming in. Great team win for the dubs. That's strength in numbers. Yes, it is, Steven. Yes, it is. And we're going to get to a break right here, 5-30. We're going to come back, and we're going to continue to talk about the Warriors, what they need to do to continue on this path against a pretty tough road trip they have. Well, not road trip, but game and then road trip they have coming up. It is Alan Siles filling in for Steven Lang. 957 the game we'll be right back call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. McLemore lets it fly. It's an air ball. Curry with it. Long outlet to Poole. Catches and shoots the three. Why not? Jordan Poole with a one-on-two. Buries a triple. It's a 17-3 Warriors run. They lead 50-38. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. 95.7 The Game. Alan Stiles filling in for Stephen Langford, who is filling in for Joe Shasky, the butcher boy, on Morning Rose. So you will still get your Stephen Langford fixed. Do not worry about that. And that is the play, man. That is the play that the front office is just drooling over Steph Curry outlet to Jordan Poole. And that is why there are reports out right now about Jordan Poole's possible new contract, contract extension going into the summer for four years, 80 million. But at what cost? Just like Thanos has said, at what cost? It costs you 
Andrew Wiggins. And is that okay? I don't know. I don't know. I do think for this current team and from what I've seen so far from Clay on the defensive end, it would be nice to have someone like Andrew Wiggins that can guard the other team's best wing and best player. It would be nice. So we'll see what the Warriors end up doing there. 510 chiming in. And you can chime in too. 888-957-9570. Jordan Poole shows flashes like Dylan Brooks, just not consistent enough to be a one or two. More like a three. Pool if is is your if pool is your one or two, that team is in trouble. That's a really interesting take because I do think that the Warriors believe that he could eventually at least be a two. At least be a two. Sam, you signing Jordan Poole four years, 80 million, and letting Andrew Wiggins walk to be the to be a three? That doesn't sound right to me. Uh, if you're going to throw that much money at him, you're expecting him to be, a, a, I think, a top two scoring option, a number three scoring option, only if Steph and Clay are still on the team. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't let Andrew Wiggins walk for that. And I like Jordan Poole a lot. But, uh, you know, we're live, we got to live in the now, and we, don't, we, we have to think about what you're seeing from the Warriors. I just think that Andrew Wiggins is just a do-it-all player at this moment in time, and Jordan Poole is a bit of a liability on defense, and I think that's where this this change happens. And we're talking about Andrew Wiggins as, again, we do this with the Niners as far as who's ready, if Trey Lance is ready versus other quarterbacks. Andrew Wiggins was all-star starter. You're going to let him walk because you feel – you let an all-star starter walk, you can't let them walk for a three. You cannot let them walk for a third option. Uh, we got the 408 chiming in. GP2, the mitten, is a less annoying Pat Bev. We need to keep him. You definitely need to keep him. I've never watched someone that has been, and, and I'm not saying I've seen the most basketball in the history of the world, but GP2 and what he does defensively, he is literally a weapon. It, it is the exact opposite, the, the upside down, if you will, of those offensive players that come in with a pop. Uh, you know, the, the Jamal Crawfords back in the day. All those people. That six-man, the Jordan Clarksons, that six-man that comes in with that pop. Lou Williams. That is GP2 on the defensive end. I don't know that I've ever seen it. He, cre- he creates a highlight reel defensively. I- I've never seen anything like it. You literally turn the game on. As soon as you turn the game on, GP2 has a steal. That, that's just how it is, what he's able to do, and you know what I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, the Iggy by committee, baby, the Iggy by committee, and that's not to say that Iggy's not going to play. I think he is going to play. I just think Iggy is obviously more seasoned, we'll say, on this spicy Friday, so it's got to be Iggy by committee, so you got Iggy, you got Jordan Poole, you got GP2, they're going to be what we have seen from Iggy in the past, all of that together. And I think it's a an even better version, if you ask me. 5-1-0 chiming in. Jordan Poole showed he can be a two by the way he played the first half of the season until Clay came back. That's another thing, too, right? We're forgetting what Jordan Poole that was correct. as a starter. We're forgetting possibly what he was as a starter. He's in a different role. And just like Sam and I this morning, you got to be dynamic. And he's been dynamic. He's working through it. And I believe if the Warriors are seeing this, they think that he can be a starter. Again, I don't know if you throw that money at a, at a third option. So Warriors, you know, off to a great start. 
The Grizzlies, like I said and like I teased earlier, we're going to go through these other schedules because what is better than hypothetically predicting wins and losses? I mean, it's just what us, it's just what us fans do. It's what we have to do. So the, the Grizzlies lose to who? The, Timber, the Timberwolves yesterday, last night. Like I said, cannot sleep on the Timberwolves. Better than you think. Best big man shooting ever. Best big man shooter ever. Cat. So... That was a question, Sam, for you. Cat saying he is or wants to be the best shooter ever, believes he's the best big man shooter ever, and everybody chimed in with Dirk. What are we doing with Dirk versus Cat? Would you give Carl Anthony Towns that title? And what do you do with Dirk as far as the uh, as far as the definition of big man? And eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Chime in is he, chime in here too. What is a big man nowadays, and where does Carl Anthony Towns fall? I mean, I'm not going to put him ahead of Dirk just yet. I mean, Dirk was just so automatic. I'll always remember that 07 playoff series against the Mavericks between the Warriors, though the We Believe run. And just he would just hit those corner threes like they were nothing. And he would just overcome literally a 10-point deficit by himself in like two minutes. He he was unreal from three as a big man. So, no, I'm not, I'm not putting Cat on Dirk level just yet. Well, the question is, is a quote-unquote big man, do they have to be labeled as a center? Because Dirk was not labeled as a center. And basically everybody said no, right? Like a, a big man, big men are very, it's fluid, as, as we've continued to say. He's not, is it only a center or a big man? Yeah, but he's seven, he's seven feet tall. So, I mean, what else are you going to call him? He is a man who is big. And doesn't that qualify, you know, technically as a big man? He is a man who is big? I mean, if that's not the definition of the day, of the morning, 540, San Lubman coming through with the facts. So I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call uh, Dirk a small man. So by default, Carl Anthony Towns, unfortunately, you're wrong. Carl Anthony Towns, another guy. Shout out to, uh, he's been doing his podcast thing. We, we've been talking all week about these athletes and having this second gig and how it's different for for. Uh, us to kind of watch this and how Draymond is even taking it a step further. So shout out to Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody's got more than one, uh, you know, talent and, and enjoy. And Just I'm, enjoy I'm, it. I'm gonna take it a little bit further here on this. You know, who's a big man here? So, according to Basketball Reference, Dirk listed at seven feet nothing, 245 pounds. Carl uh, Anthony Towns listed at a measly six eleven, but a little bit heavier at two forty eight. So. If Cat's a big man and Dirk isn't, and they're more or less the same size, I'm I'm kind of scratching my head here doing the the Nick Young, you know, what's going on here meme. Well, I, well, outstanding meme, by the way. And look, we've said before, if you are Carl Anthony Towns, I I don't know what the Timberwolves are doing, and you look at your career, and and it's just like to me, it's like Richard Sherman, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, 888-957-9570. Maybe Dion, maybe Prime used to do this. But to me, the whole best corner in the league thing, that really popped off after Richard Sherman said it. And every, after that, everybody wanted to know, or that was like a claim, best corner in the league. Before Richard Sherman, you never really heard that. So now you have this whole thing with Carl Anthony Towns. I'm the best big big man shooter. No, I'm the best big man shooter. So uh, I, you got to hold on to something if you're in Minnesota and it doesn't necessarily look like you're going to get a ring or an MVP. You want something to your name. You want your legacy. And he wants that to be his legacy, whether he's wrong or right. Whether he is wrong or right. We got some text coming in. 
The 415, the modern-day big man, is a stretch five. Agreed. Completely agree with that. I, I don't think you can, just like Sam said, you are seven foot. You are Dirk Nowitzki. How can he not be a big man? And if he is a big man, he is a better shooter than you, Carl Anthony Towns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. 510 chiming in. Open Webster's Dictionary to find X Factor, and there's GP2's picture smiling at you. You, you bet it is. You bet it is because GP2 comes in and really the other team. Remember that, that clip a long time ago when it was the Heat and the Spurs in the finals and you see the clip of LeBron at the free throw line and, and Kawhi coming in and LeBron says something that probably can't be said over FCC airwaves as Kawhi's coming in as a young buck in the league. That's how other teams are starting to feel about GP2 and about when he comes into the game. I know it is, especially if you're the point guard. We've all dealt with that. If you've ever been the point guard, nothing is more annoying than that guy that picks you up full court. And GP2 does it almost every single time. He doesn't hold on to you the whole time. He's just around. He's just letting you know, hey, buddy, I'm not going too far. Hey, buddy, let's not, let, you know, don't go too far. I'll be right there with you. I'm, I'm on you like white on rice, but in a chill way, not in a uh, Patrick Beverly running around but not really doing anything sort of way. So let's get back to these schedules. Let's get back and look at what the Grizzlies and the Suns have coming up next. We've gone over the Warriors. The Warriors, they don't have any slouches. They, this is probably their easiest game out of the next four or five. So it's a good thing that they showed up and, and, and took care of business. So the, Grizzly, so the Grizzlies go on from, be, from losing to the Timberwolves. Now they have the Bulls tomorrow. Then they have the Spurs, who you know Popovich, uh, you know, his team is outstanding, but they're going to play hard for him. Then you go to Boston. Then you go to Boston next Thursday against the Celtics. You got the Magic after that. You got the Rockets. So uh, a, a, a mini tough stretch for the Grizzlies coming up and, and a stretch that they're going to look to continue to um, – play at the level that they've been playing at before the break. So this Bulls game is going to be huge. I guess we're all going to be Chicago fans. Is it too early? Is it too early to do the fans of other team thing? I, it is tough, right? Oh, we're, we're, we're rooting for this team or we're rooting for that team to beat our t- or to beat the team that our team is going against. It's probably a little early for that, but why don't, why don't we just do that anyway? I don't think it's too early to do that for the Suns though, because obviously the Warriors are trying to catch the Suns. Unfortunately, the Suns got the Pelicans today, so they are coming off a of back-to-back, but you know they're facing the Pelicans in Phoenix. Pelicans, you got the Zion drama, trying to be a, a, a good teammate, fake teammate at this point. You know, like we said, your your parents told you say say sorry to your brother or sister, so so you had to say sorry. He didn't want to. He doesn't really care. You know, as soon as the parent walks away. You know, he, he's making faces, right? But in the eye of the, the media and in the eye of society, Zion is doing the right thing. Then on Sunday, the Suns host the Jazz. That could be a game that possibly they drop. And then after that, Wednesday, March 2nd, they host the Trailblazers. And then they host the Knicks. The next tough game they really have is going to Milwaukee against the Bucks. So these, this, this next stretch here, to me, the way I'm reading this between the Grizzlies and the Suns, and this is going to be like this all season, the Warriors just got to be on their P's and Q's. They're just going to have to be on their P's and Q's. This is not going to, this is not just going to 
just go away and nobody's going to hand him anything. Nobody's going to hand him anything. 408 chiming in, very excited. KD is the greatest big man shooter of all time. The dude is seven feet tall. So what what's going on with KD? He's like the only guy that I know in the history of men to lie about their height as in being shorter. He, he, he doesn't want to be the height that he is. He He's listed at like three different heights. Who knows? But if we're counting KD in that big man category, no doubt. No doubt KD is the greatest shooter. KD is just a unicorn. I know he gave that nickname to Porzingis. Porzingis has not filled out. I, I think unicorn needs to stay with Kevin Durant because that's exactly what he is. And if he is considered a big man, which if he is seven foot, he'd have to be considered a big man. Yes, I think that he could arguably be the best big man shooter of all time. You could, it, It's between him and Dirk. That's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. 5-1-0, when guards see GP2 coming their way, they get rid of the ball. It, they really do. It's like AAU, again, everybody wants to chill. Nobody really, plays, nobody really plays that hard. But GP2 comes in the game, and you better be ready because he, he's all gas, no bricks. 5-1-0 again. When, uh, there we go. There we go. 408. I think I would rather sign GP2 to a four-year, $40 million contract and trade pool while his stock is high. Bay 408. It's a question. It's a question. But do you need I don't think you need to give GP2 that money. I don't think you need to give GP2 that money in order to keep him. But if you did, let's fire that one up. We've done Jordan Poole versus Andrew Wiggins, Spicy Friday. Jordan Poole. Versus GP2, 888-957-9570. Who are you taking there? Let's pretend that you don't. You could say you do have to have to pay GP2 the same money. You could say you don't. Either way, 888-957-9570 is the number. Who are you taking? Who are you taking? The defensive weapon? Are you taking the defensive weapon? Or are you taking the young buck? Because I believe Jordan, or I believe... GP2 is late 20s, 27, something like that. Who are you taking? Again, you can make the argument out of these three players, Andrew Wiggins, GP2, and Jordan Poole, the easiest thing to replace would be Jordan Poole's offense. And I say that as somebody who's very high on Jordan Poole. I say that as somebody that think that Jordan Poole could be a 1B, maybe even a 1A type player. But this is Steph Curry. This is Klay Thompson. This is Draymond Green. The core three, they're not getting younger. No Benjamin Button. Who helps you the most right now? Who helps you the most right now? And I don't know if that's Jordan Poole, but I'll tell you what, Jordan Poole could shut all of us up if he goes out and balls if he goes out and balls during the playoffs, and if he is one of the main guys that helps the Warriors get a ring, then we'll all be silent. And you know what it is. Once you get a ring, yeah, letting go of Andrew Wiggins doesn't feel so bad. And if you looked at Andrew Wiggins and you looked at how that would end for him for his, the next stage in his career, if he w- were to move on from the Warriors, a ring, first year as an all-star starter, that is a great, that's a great turnaround. That's a great turnaround for Andrew Wiggins, you know, a guy who uh, everybody had all the belief in in the world to to think that he's going to be the next big thing. Getting drafted to Cleveland, it, getting sent away from Cleveland straight to Minnesota. LeBron, the GM, we want you out of here. 
Everybody looks at everybody looks at him, thinks that he didn't fulfill his potential. To have this comeback, to do what he's doing, to do it at a high level, and to win, this would be a beautiful thing. It would be a beautiful thing for Andrew Wiggins. Um, and at that point, maybe you don't feel so bad about uh, letting him walk. 510 chiming in. I like how GP2 turns defense into offense. And that's what the Warriors brand is all about. That's what the Warriors brand is all about. Play defense to make offense. Jordan Poole is a defensive liability. He is. That, there are no lies detected in that statement. But this league wants to pay for offense more than defense. And again, I don't necessarily know that you need to keep both. Right or, or sorry, not that you need to keep both, but I don't necessarily know that signing Jordan Poole gets rid of GP2, but I do know it all about positively gets rid of Andrew Wiggins. 650 chiming in, I think they need to keep Wiggins and GP2. He is electric on the court. Poole is inconsistent and seems to have a chip on his shoulder. He is a great shooter sometimes, but that's about it. I think that's the issue, right? If you were to look at Jordan Poole versus these other two guys, what does he give you that they don't give you? And I guess an offensive punch is about it, but Andrew Wiggins is right there with him offensively, plus gives you defense, and GP2 is literally a a defensive weapon. If you can make it and, I would never think that there could be an and one mixtape out of GP2 or out of defense, but GP2 makes that happen. 925 chiming in, move Wiggins, opens up, Jonathan Kaminga starting. And that, people, that on a spicy Friday, 95-7 the game, pregame show, Allen Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, Sam Lubman on the boards, that is what you call a Friday spicy take. Because you know what? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Is this not about what you feel as far as Wiggins or, or what you necessarily feel as far as Jordan Poole? Is this more about we can let Wiggins walk because we got a young buck coming up, Jonathan Kaminga. And this kid is doing exactly what everybody hoped he'd do as far as the Warriors front office. Five, They are flying in right now. The text line is on Fuego. In Fuego. 510. Pool is only 22. He will get stronger and better on defense. He has quick lateral movement. He does try and give effort on defense. He does try. And as they say... That's all it's about, right? Defense is just effort. Well, you got you to gotta continue to give that effort. 5-7-4, yes, Jordan Poole is a defensive liability. However, he was growing defensively, and I think in a couple years he will be an adequate defender. It's about, it's about trying, right? It's about effort. We want to give him an A for effort, and he's going to continue to get better. You can't compare him to Steph on the defensive end because – He's probably he's not going to be Steph Curry. So you can't say, well, he's a Steph Curry-level defender. Well, unless he's doing what Steph does on offense, that's not really okay unless you have somebody else that's going to continue to uh, take over what, for what Steph's been doing, 408. We will keep all of them, and Jonathan Kaminga is not a small forward. I don't know how you keep Andrew Wiggins. The numbers don't make sense. You can spell sense either way. I don't know how you keep both. I don't know. 408, Poole still takes bad shots and makes bad decisions. He's 22, though. He's 22. I think the better question is, are you okay with that as he continues to grow? Because he's going to continue to grow as Steph, Clay, and Draymond get older, right? Do you want him growing at the expense of those three, 
where you have Andrew Wiggins, who we know what he's going to be. So you're going to, are you going to take the guy who you know what his ceiling is, or are you going to take the guy who you believe can have a very high ceiling and possibly do some things for you once that core is gone? I think that's the whole argument right here. Andrew Wiggins, once that core is gone, he's not too far behind them age-wise. He's not really going to do much for you. Jordan Poole can help you now and continue to help you and be a core piece moving forward. And I know we ha- we almost went the whole show without bringing up James Wiseman. And when you talk about the Warriors' future, you cannot talk about the Warriors' future without mentioning James Wiseman. So you look at James Wiseman, whatever we believe he's going to be, everybody don't freak out. And I'm talking to myself specifically Big men take a while to get going. Joel Embiid. Look at, look at some of these other examples. So we're not done with, with James Wiseman quite yet. But you have James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole. You got Moody. You have guys that you think, all right, maybe, maybe we could do some damage here. Maybe we're not done once the core leaves. Now, when you have a dynasty... It's hard to sit there and say, we just, we're just we just so good, we just drafted another version of this dynasty. <laughs> Maybe Bob Myers just got that juice. Maybe he's got that juice. We'll figure it out, and we'll see very, very soon. But, you know, first things first, let's see how many rings that this core three can leave with. Five, seven, four chiming in. I think Jordan Poole's ceiling is being Clay 2.0. Clay 2.0, I think that... That is exactly what the front office thinks, and I think that that's exactly what the front office is believing they are paying Jordan Poole to eventually be because you're sitting there and you're letting Wiggins walk, and Wiggins, and and we love Wiggins, but you're letting Wiggins walk, and he he really is probably the guy that's going to help you a lot more this season or next season and the season after because we've seen it and again for me it's just more about what are we going to see from clay thompson defensively we know he can catch and shoot those are not the things that anybody worried about coming off these two catastrophic injuries because he he's always been able to do that he's got one of the quickest releases in the west the quickest releases in all of basketball in the history of basketball but defensively clay was that guy that alleviated stress from Steph and took on the best offensive player on the other team. So you get rid of Wiggins, you're saying, Clay, you're going to have to do that. We're, we're just saying that right now. You're going to have to do that because we let Wiggins walk. So we believe that you're going to be exactly what we want you to be. And let's not forget, Clay, comeback story, he is getting paid a pretty penny. He's getting paid a pretty penny. 408 chiming in, next core three, Kaminga. Poole and Wiseman. Boy, I mean, that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful to watch, right? Uh, we got Anthony in Brentwood on line one. Anthony, Spicy Friday with Alan pregame show. Oh, How are you doing, Anthony? What do you want to talk about? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Mr. Stiles. So I caught the last bit of the conversation. So first and foremost, um, it's a really, really hard decision for me, somebody that played a little ball back in the day, actually all sports, but definitely some ball. I, w- I would say just for the conversation, I definitely would pick GP. I mean uh, GP two over pool because I know I'm getting surefire defense. He actually can shoot the three ball fairly well, and he always slashing and cutting to the basket. And even though he's six two, he's still in that dunker spot for now. Pool a little too sporadic for me. But um, when it comes to like um, uh, what did you say, pool, and you said Wiggins, 
I'm mm-hmm. at a I'm at a I'm at a at a fork because like Poole, he has progressed as a scorer, but he still do a lot of silly stuff on the court. And then when you got Wiggins, like he really does just fall to the back. But he a two way player and he can't play good defense. We got enough scoring if we play Warrior ball. So to be honest, Poole is the odd man out just because like he hasn't solidified or sat in the like taking his role and just running with it, which is be the sixth man off the bench and give us what you got when you get in. He ain't established that yet. He hasn't really took to taken to that role yet. I know it's partly because Clay coming back, but like you knew that was gonna happen two years ago. Yeah. No, Anthony, that is a great call. That is a great call because what GP two does, you just you don't see stuff like that. That's the argument, right? What GP two does, you don't you don't see very often. What Jordan Poole does, you 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 have seen. You have seen. Six five zero. I think that Poole will never be happy coming off the bench, and that Wiggins is just happy to be there and happy to play if they eventually you know want to start. I. I, I got you. I got you. Nine two five, and we we're coming up against it. Thank you guys. This has been an outstanding show. A spicy Friday. Nine two five. Jordan Poole will be two point oh. Mon, Monte Ellis. I, I I don't. Maybe in that in the way of hey, we had to move him uh, because it, it doesn't work. Or do you think he's going to bring that offensive punch like Monte Ellis did? It has been a great show. And I am very happy that, you know, this thing worked out. Sam, it's always great to see you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 95.7 The Game, the pregame show, Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. I hope you have a beautiful Friday. Happy Friday to all of you, and have a great weekend. Morning Roast up next, Stephen Langford and Bonte Hill. We will talk to you soon. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.